0: If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Outer Limits of Inner Truth radio show, OuterLimitsRadio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. Today, our show is going to focus on how to resist medical tyranny. And uh, we have an amazing guest. She's definitely a warrior. Before we begin, I just want to tell you that two of my close friends get in the shot. And it's driving me crazy. Because you know when you watch a TV show and you've got like the primary characters, like the main characters of the show, and you've got background characters... It's like you don't really care if the background characters go, but like when the main characters go, it just ruins everything. And like my two close friends, they're like main characters. They're like you know core characters of the season, of the hit show, and uh, the show that is my life. So I'll, if something happens to them, I'm going to be devastated. It just sucks, and you know, I just I wish they would just wait. You know this thing just got rolled out. Like why don't you wait a little bit? Why don't you wait a year? They're young and healthy. And the people who get coronavirus, according to, I guess, the CDC, 75% of them are overweight. These people I'm describing to you, my friend Dave and John, they work out. They're in good shape. So I just wish they would wait. But they're going to get it. So I don't know. It's making me a little crazy. Have any of you out there ever done a fast by chance? A gentleman I was following his name was Dr. Berg was saying that oh you know if you, if you do some fasting it's going to be good for your body and your body's going to replenish and all these good things so I did it I did it for two and a half days my wife was absolutely shocked she's convinced that I got hit in the head or something weird happened she's like why are you not standing in front of the fridge even the dogs were screwed up because usually they see the light flicker on and off at night with the refrigerator opening it looks like a Christmas lights are in the kitchen, (laughs) but I did get some energy boost out of it, it was pretty cool, and I lost one chin, so if we happen to meet in the future, I will definitely be less repulsive, so there's something good that came out of it, but uh, our featured guest again, Warrior, awesome, let us begin tonight's show. It is a great joy to welcome to the show Dr. Elena George, ear, nose, and throat surgeon, is also author of a terrific book called Big Benison: The Costs of Corporate Control and How Doctors and Patients Working Together Can Rebuild a Better System. He'll learn more about Dr. George by going to her website at drelena george.com. Dr. George, so happy to speak with you. Thank you for being with us today.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure. I love coming on your show.
0: Thank you. Well, based on what you are seeing right now, it seems that they're trying to push these vaccines on everyone. They want everyone to get vaccinated. The president of the United States says everyone has to get vaccinated. As somebody who's been in the medical field for a long period of time, what is your reaction to this? And what are your thoughts?
1: I think my, my overarching thought is that they're not talking about the science of it. I mean, we've lived through COVID now for a year plus, I guess, and There's been a lot of suppression uh, of the facts and the science behind COVID, behind the testing, and now behind the vaccines. And there's been a concerted effort to shut down any opposition, physician, patient, being able to share information on any of the social media platforms. And I have to ask my a question, if you are telling the truth, if what you are saying is fact, Why do you have to suppress any other thought? Truth stands alone. Truth wins out. And you're taking away everybody's right to do their own research. This is something that has never been tried before. This is a novel vaccine. It has not been tested on animals. We are the test, Ryan. The human population, humanity is the test. We don't know what's going to happen after you take the vaccine, or long term effects. And you know, when you think about it in a broader spectrum, we get the fear facts daily if you watch the news and it makes it sound overwhelming. And I think the the mindset that they've been trying to fix us with is that there is no cure, that you will die if you get the disease, that you can spread this disease even if you're symptom free. But we're looking at raw numbers now, and WHO and CDC are now coming out with data that don't suggest that, that don't prove that, that uh, meme that's been perpetuated through society. There's a 0.001 percent mortality rate. That means over 99% of people under the age of 50 recover without any treatment. People over the age of 70, 97% recover without any treatment. There are therapeutics that are now, we had a, a moratorium on them, but they're now allowing doctors to prescribe hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, um, steroids like budesonide. And they've been shown in early, early treatment, as soon as you get the symptoms, that you can recover within days of getting the uh, COVID, vi- COVID virus. So there's treatments out there. They're a fraction of the price. They don't put you in the hospital. And there are doctors popping up all over the place. AmericasFrontlineDoctors.org is a website that people need to know about because they've been on the front line of the Hippocratic Oath and patient care. And there are doctors who perform telemedicine exams. If you think you have COVID early symptoms, you can be treated. And to suppress that and to allow people to think and not have hope and get sick and end up in a hospital and unfortunately pass away is, to me, tragic. And it's all about statistics, right, and about uh, verbiage. You need to understand that, let's start from the beginning, a case is not a hospitalization. A case is not a death. So when people talk about the case rising, it doesn't equate to people being hospitalized or dying, and people need to understand that. And it's all about trying to lead us down a path, in my opinion, that we obey, that we just do whatever they ask us to do. We're too stupid to do our own research. Just let me do it for you. And I know what's best. Well, you don't know what's best for me personally or anybody out there. Everybody needs to take their power back. And if the benefit, they cannot tell you that the benefit outweighs the risk and that it's experimental. They do not have the right ethically or morally to force you to take something that may be a problem for you down the road.
0: I'm wondering, I remember when your book came out, Big Medicine, and you were talking about a lot of predictions in the book, and I feel like a, a lot of them have unfortunately been coming true, and uh, you, I know you've talked to the media about corporations gaining access to our personal mm-hmm. health records, and based on what you just said, do you fear... Or do you see that this is almost inevitable, that corporations are going to have access to our health records and they're going to be able to prevent us from going on airplanes unless they we can show that, oh, yeah, we've gotten this their experimental vaccine for which there's no li- legal liability in case something happens to us?
1: Mm-hmm. I, that's a great question. And I think we're on the beginning of a road towards that. And we're doing it voluntarily. That's the sad part. There is no... There's no law that says you have to put this in your body. This is coercion socially. This is a, a governmental coercion that you you know somehow you're a bad citizen or you're a bad person. They're really making this personal, and they're telling you, using empathy in some sense, is that I want to protect my loved one, so I'm going to do this. But if you read the insert, it says it may decrease the severity of COVID. It says that you can still get COVID and you can still infect somebody else with COVID. That is the first vaccine that I've ever seen that doesn't stop you from getting the disease. Isn't that odd?
0: Yeah, it's pretty strange. They <laughs>
1: you
0: know, we want you to is. get it, but if you get it, do you do you can you stop spreading it? No. Do you have to wear a mask? Yes. Yet, well, no. what's the point of getting it then? Like, what what, what what's the main thing? I don't understand.
1: That's a great question. I, I think people honestly still need to do their due diligence. There is a uh, a vaccine researcher that's come out who has worked for Gavi and worked for Bill Gates, who's saying that the, um, I think his first name is Geert, G-E-E-R-T, and people can look him up, I'm sure, online, probably not on any of the social media platforms. You just have to find a way to search off of the main Engines, because you probably won't find it anymore. Um, and Highwire is a really good show that uh, Del Tree runs, and I read it, saw an interview um, with him on there, and he was saying that in va- that vaccinating people in a pandemic may not be the best idea because it doesn't because it doesn't stop you from getting COVID or, or perpetuating it. It may select out viruses to become stronger. It's called gain of function. And they can become more deadly if you continue down this path. And he recommended that we stop vaccinating people because it didn't cover them. It didn't stop them from spreading the virus. And that's a really interesting take from someone who's pro-vaccine, who worked in the vaccine industry and knows what he's talking about. And it it gave me pause for another reason. You know, we don't know what the long-term effects is, but right now it's 99% cure rate with you doing nothing. What happens? if the virus gets smart based on what we're doing worldwide, are we putting ourselves at risk for it to become a real pandemic where people will be injured and hurt? I think that people need to pause and ask themselves that question, especially the proponents of rolling this out as fast as you can. And if they have their way, every adult, probably every American, every human on this planet would be vaccinated. And we don't know, isn't that to me? That just doesn't sound you know, right. It, but you can treat them with a fraction of of a medication that could actually stop and reverse the the infection.
0: But I I always question that will it be able to pull it off? I mean, it's, in Israel they have you have to show like a right. vaccine passport. Like they go, oh, it's a vaccine passport. It's just you know certification that you've gotten this. I. I wonder if they will be able to, to fully pull this off. I wonder if there's enough resistance out there. I mean, when you talk to your patients, when you see things in your particular area, do you see that uh, there's enough people that are pushing back against us or are they just running towards this vaccine? Because when you see the vaccine, it's, I always feel like people are always looking for the easy way out because they, they say, well, you know, 75, what, 75% of the people who have COVID, they do so because they're they're overweight. And it's what do all the doctors say? Like, well, if, you, if you have high blood pressure, if you, you, know, you have your problems with your heart, you should exercise. But it's like, well, you know, can I take a pill for that? Do I have to work out? Maybe you could take a pill. Maybe yeah. they, they're looking for an easy way out. I don't know. How do you see it?
1: Well, I think people need to take personal responsibility and stop letting people tell them how to think, what to do, how to act. You're right. If we continue down this path, they may be able to pull off this vaccine passport ridiculousness. I mean, it's there's never let's just be let's be honest. They've never been able to produce a COVID vaccine, not in the past. But this is a novel way of doing it, where they're using mRNA as a gene therapy. It's not a vaccine. It's actually gene therapy that when you inject it into somebody, their cells now have the blueprint to create what they injected. The mRNA mRNA blueprint is now given to your cells, and they will now produce something called a spike protein. And that is what's been found on the surface of coronavirus. But is it, it's a very specific protein. What happens if you get hit with a, a variant? Will it cover you? Will your immune system even see it? I mean, these are the things that they can't answer because they've never done it, and we don't have long-term trials to tell us that. I mean, this is so many variables, so many unknowns. And they've done it by fear. The WHO came out and said, for example, the PCR test, which has become the gold standard for testing for COVID, at the cycles that they were running it. So you take a fragment of COVID, or cold virus, and you replicate it 40 times, and that's how you get your positive for your test. But WHO said that it has a ton of false negatives I'm sorry, a ton of false positives, if you run it at that cycle. Now we're hearing that they're going to lower the cycle to 35 cycles um, per, per test, and now we're seeing the, the number of cases drop dramatically. So were we really given the real numbers of people who actually had COVID? We, we won't know that, but it certainly seems like it was overwrought, overread, right? The CDC said that they overcounted COVID cases by 1,600%. So is that 200,000 plus people dead from COVID valid? Is it real? We don't know that, but we've all been running off and making policy based on faulty data. So that's what I mean by follow the science. If the creator of the PCR test just came out with an article that it shouldn't be used to diagnose COVID, then that should give us pause, shouldn't it?
0: Absolutely. And I remember Kerry, I've seen the videos of the gentleman, uh, Kerry, Talking about how it's not supposed to be used, I was wondering, like you know, if if that was supposed to detect the virus, why was why wasn't it used for detecting other things years later? Why wasn't it used for detecting AIDS or flu or anything else? It just suddenly just comes on the scene right now. When um, do you feel that right now? Are you feeling some pressure within your, your community, within the medical community, to kind of? you know, get on board with the cheerleading with the CDC and that the CDC is right and that your vaccines are cool. I mean, do, <laughs> do you and other doctors feel pressure to be on board and are you worried about being ostracized for not being
1: on board? You know, I, I worry about practicing the Hippocratic Oath and I worry about being an advocate for my patients and I worry about telling them the truth and giving them the all of the data so they can make up their own mind. That's what I worry about. I'm not, I've never been one to go along and get along just because someone else says it doesn't mean you have to do it. And that's what people need to be aware of. Just because they're saying this, I've just given you so many instances where the numbers are not really valid. The cases don't mean mortality. The medication or the the, the, the treatment that they're trying to to push on people, there's, cheaper, more effective medication, therapeutics that have existed for years that have been vetted. So if people actually knew all these things, that you have a 99% cure rate, I mean, think about this. Most people don't know they have COVID. They don't have fevers. They have no symptoms at all. The only reason they're getting tested is because they have to for work or they want to travel, and they have this PCR test saying that they're positive. But I personally have never seen a respiratory virus that you can pass without being symptomatic. Having a fever, coughing, sharing cups, saliva, you're actively infected. I've never seen one that you can pass and you have no symptoms and it's respiratory. Like, what are you talking about? It doesn't make sense. And and to the mask issue, it's all about control, Ryan. The mask doesn't stop you you from being able to pass it. It actually lowers your immune response because you keep breathing in CO2 and bacteria that you're supposed to exhale. And you're literally suppressing your immune response. There's ENT studies that people are getting staph infections around their mouths from the, the you know the moisture that builds up from building up from wearing these masks all day. I don't know how people do it. It's honestly.
0: I don't know how they do it either. It's I, not
1: appropriate. I, I don't.
0: George, I was in a sauna. Some guy, I was in a sauna, and some gentleman walked in. I wouldn't call him a gentleman. He was, he was some. I don't know, whatever you want to call him. Came in and said, "Why aren't you wearing a mask?" I'm like, "Well, you know, because I don't want to have a stroke or a heart attack." You know, in in North Carolina, (laughs) they want you to wear the mask as you swim. They they want you to waterboard yourself (laughs) and do cardio. I don't understand. I mean, it's it's pretty bad with that, but I mean, I guess people are doing it. You, based on what you observe about uh, people, I guess let's just. I'm going to throw a broad question out there. You look at the uh, typical American, you see that I guess maybe some of them, are, a lot of them are overweight. Maybe they're not getting enough uh, n- nutritional, uh, new vitamins and nutrients. Mm-hmm. Do you think that if they have a lack of certain vitamins, if they are overweight, if they are not getting enough exercise, that that could possibly prime them up to be in a position where their brain is not going to be functioning the way it should be, where they're not going to be able to make critical uh, thinking decisions if they were healthy, if they were uh, functioning, maybe that uh, their state of their physical health is a direct reflection on why they're not able to comprehend critical thinking skills that uh, I guess the average person, if you put it in front of them, it seems like there's a lot less to be afraid of right now.
1: I think if you're giving everybody all of the information, then you could break this this cycle that we're in, but people don't get all the information. As we said, it's suppressed. If you look at TV, they're giving you one, just one response and it's the party line. They don't allow any dissent. And then you have the social, like you just described people who buy into that are really the bullies in this. I mean, if you're wearing a mask and you're protected, right? So it shouldn't matter if I don't wear one by their, by their mindset, the mask is a hundred percent protective. Right. So why does if I don't wear it shouldn't bother you. But you have this social mob mentality. People are being fired. People are losing their livelihoods. They're they're losing their safety. People are showing up with pitchforks practically, at their homes. So there's a lot of intimidation. There's fear. And I think we're decent people. We like to be mannerable. We don't like to rock the boat. And unfortunately that's what's getting us into this situation. If you know something's wrong, you have to speak up. Because if you don't, everybody's freedom will be taken away. This is, I mean, they're telling you. I mean, listen to what they're saying. Even if you take the vaccine, you still have to social distance. You still have to wear a mask. Aren't you protected? What's the point of doing it? And I'll get scientific for a second. Our ENT literature came out with a study that said that people who got COVID naturally and recovered had antibodies in their nose and their throat. Those people who took the vaccine and tested it later did not have antibodies in their nose and throat. So those antibodies that they purport that you're making, they're not in the nose and throat. And if this is a respiratory virus, how on earth can you be protected, right? So this is all about getting the information out so people can actually critically think. And, and answer, the short answer to your question, you can't critically think if you don't have information. And if you don't have information, then it's your job to do your due diligence. They're not going to help you. They're going to tell you to line up as fast as you can and take the vaccine. And I can see down the road that after they have a variant, they're going to make you take another vaccine. This is just going to be an ongoing vaccination train that people are going to be on because it doesn't protect you. So do you really want to be in that position where you, you just keep amping it up and not getting You never go back to normal in this system. You just keep finding another boogeyman in order to make you acquiesce. That's not a system that's going to work for everybody. And it's a frightening, it's a frightening, you know, possible down the road. I agree with you, but we have the, the ability to stop it if we stand up and know our rights. You don't have to be vaccinated with an experimental vaccine. It's experimental. That's why there's no liability. That's why they can kind of coerce you in a nice, soft way to do it, but they can't do it from a a legal point. They can't, because it's experimental. So people need to know their rights. Read, go find out what your rights are, and it's out there.
0: I love that answer, Dr. George. Thank you so much. And speaking about being informed and being aware, what are some things that people can do right now to fully take charge of their health? Because over the years I've talked with you, you really had a lot of awesome advice and I've tried to take as much of it as possible, but uh, what are some of the natural ways a person can build up their immune system and make their body overall stronger?
1: Okay, the first thing I would say is check your vitamin D levels and make sure they're uh, high normal, 60 deciliters, 65, 70 In that range, your immune system becomes, you know, for analogy, it's like a barrier. It lowers the risk 70% of cancer, prostate, colon, breast. It ramps up your immune system. Studies have shown that COVID, people who get infected with COVID with high normal vitamin D levels recover faster. So it's really going to help your immune system become protective. And that's really what you're trying to do. The next thing I would do, and this is what I've learned recently, there's an amino acid, which is a natural building block of protein in the body called lysine, L-Y-S-I-N-E. And it's been shown to inhibit the replication of all viruses. And if you add zinc to that, it's like you're taking the therapeutic hydroxychloroquine. It works by the same mechanism. There's something called a lysine-arginine pathway. And when the lysine predominates, it becomes protective against viruses, this you can get in any pharmacy with a health food section. I personally like Nature Made because I think that's a higher quality um, supplement company. And 2,000 milligrams a day with 50 milligrams of zinc and making sure your vitamin D is in high range is protective, period. And everybody can do that, whether they've had the vaccine or whether or not. But that's something that you can do to help your immune system surveil and amp up and fight for you. I mean, everybody needs that. Um, you also need to make sure that you sleep. I mean, your immune system resets when you're sleeping. So if you're up all time of night or you're sleep deprived, you're, you're affecting your immune response. I know it's hard, but you've got to get rid of stress. And if you can't, for, for me, if I can't handle it, I'm going to give it to God to handle. And people need to get a, a, a sweet spot where they let it go. If you can't control it, you can't let it take you over and you have to live in the moment. Whatever happened, happened already. You can't change it. And Whatever's going to happen hasn't happened yet. You can only affect what's going on in the present. It doesn't allow you to live in fear. It doesn't allow you to be static. You have to keep moving. And I think hopefully your show, the listeners will get that, that fire in their in their gut to say there's another way and I don't have to take this.
0: Yeah, they are fired up. And Dr. George, I just have one last question for you. that Do you think that... This is a historically significant time that the people on Earth right now are living in here, specifically in some kind of era that's going to be talked about thousands of years from now. Because I do wonder if this is something that's so significant that's going to impact the humanity going forward, and if this is a battle that you know the light has to win. I I, I do, for some reason, I I feel like this is like historical beyond proportions based on what what is happening. I I don't know how. Do you feel that this is a big spiritual battle?
1: Yeah, I do. I think it's biblical. I mean, I would go further than historical. This is a fight for humanity. You're talking about something that can change who you are as a human being. And there's a there's a group of people who believe in transhumanism, which means the body and machine should merge. This is what that is, right? It's going to be a marker. It's going to be able to tell people where you are at all points. If you've taken the vaccine or not, it's going to be... Uh, a signal a mark if you if you want to put it that way i refuse to do that and i'm not alone there's plenty of people have questions about this but be active about it don't just sit back and well everybody else is doing it so i should do it because if everybody does it and this is a bad outcome you have just sealed your own fate based on untruths based on coercion based on non-science i mean They've been coming on TV and saying, well, we don't really have scientific proof that lockdowns work. They don't. If California still has the same rate and they've locked down forever, but Florida has been open forever and there's just slightly more people with cases, but not significantly different. I should say a lot. I'm feeding the same homeless person, giving them money on the same corner throughout this entire epidemic. They shouldn't be here, right? Everything we're told, you we have to question. If Black people are the focal point of this and we're all susceptible, then what's going on in Africa? They actually have hydroxychloroquine as part of their treatment for malaria, and their death rate is a tenth of ours. So you have to think, you have to want more for yourself. You have to have a bigger picture, a bigger idea, and stop letting people control you because you have to figure out who stands to gain and follow the money. If you ask yourself those two questions, I think that'll do wonders to help you think critically.
0: Dr. Elena George, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Awesome insight. Thank you so much. A little more about Dr. Elena George by going to her website at drelanageorge.com. And, again, one of her books is called Big Medicine, The Cost of Corporate Control and How Doctors and Patients Working Together Can Rebuild a Better System. came out a few years ago, but, wow, there's so much information in there. It's very helpful. Dr. George, thank you so much.
1: Oh, thank you, Ryan. And people can also listen to my podcast, Living the Solution, on all platforms. And it's on syndicated Saturday mornings at noon on libertytalk.fm. Excellent.
0: Thank you so much. Okay, everyone. That concludes today's edition of the Out of Limits of Inner Truth radio show. Special thanks to our unbelievable guest. And special thanks, as always, to our virtues. This Carrie O'Connor miss constance dallas and our social producer jenny lamisa to learn more about the out of Inner truth please go to our website at out and till the next time we meet my friends i wish upon you an abundance of peace love and beer hey! take care and thank you so much for listening